are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com today to check out their wide variety and selection of car parts that you can only imagine and get at a great price at rockauto.com. And make sure you write Locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So today's episode is a little bit heavy, uh, starting off with some good stuff though. We're going to start off with the Q&A and then kind of ease our way into the heavier topics, but I did just want to give you a warning now that this episode might not be for you if, you know, you're sensitive to the topics of um, sexual assault and things like that because we are going to be talking about the issue uh, going on in Chicago regarding the team refusing to uh, report this incident to the police back in 2011. So um, yes, I'm sorry. I normally don't give disclaimers like this on my podcast, but I mean, I'm not a true crime podcast like the ones that I listen to when I'm not creating my own podcast. So I thought that i just kind of get that out of the way, but that will be at the end. So, you know, if you want to listen up until the end um, or after the first segment, you know, that's fine. I get it. Uh, thank you so much for listening, though, regardless of where you're listening to. And I'm just taking time out of your day to tune in, and it means a lot to me. So, um, I asked on Twitter the other day, the other day for uh, questions about the Flames, the NHL, you know, get personal, let's make it fun. And some of you joined in. So, let's see. Jay from the Locked on, uh, I almost said Blue Jays, Locked on Blue Jackets podcast asked, would you like a gently used Seth Jones in return for Sean Monahan? Now, I'm going to be super honest with you. I have not put much stock into potential trades for Seth Jones because I just think that it's going to be an overpayment regardless So if you would like a Sean Monaghan who probably isn't, you know, completely healed from his hip surgery, sure. Um, Maybe we can do like an exchange, a 90-day exchange if this thing like doesn't work out. Um, You know, just bring the receipt with you. Laura from Locked on Canadians says, if you could make Seattle select your choice off the flames, who would you pick? Milan Lucic. Um, And I know that people are like, okay, um, you know, like they're not going to take your bad contracts willingly and things like that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about Luch. He has that veteran presence. He's had a resurgence in his career in the last year or two. All right. Hear me out. I get it. He's older. He's won a Stanley Cup, though. And he's it does nothing he could do at this age makes that contract look good. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. He can't block me anymore on Twitter than he already has, but whatever. Uh, you know, I think Lucic would be a, a good pick, a very good pick. And Chris Gear, who hosts the Brews and Bruins podcast, 
uh, over on the Hockey Podcast Network, who has been a longtime friend of mine, asked, which decrepit, discarded, bottom six Bruin will the Flames acquire this offseason? So, I jokingly replied to this on Twitter, and I said, do y'all have another, y'all got another Richie we can have? Because, you know, the Flames did have Brett Richie uh, originally signed to a PTO, and then they signed him for a one-year deal, and then, of course, the Bruins have Nick Richie, who they acquired in uh, the 2020 trade deadline? Yeah, it was 2020 trade deadline. Oh my goodness. It feels like a million years ago, but it's it was literally last season. But okay, so realistically here, I would like to see the Flames take somebody like Sean Corrali. You know why? Because he's good centerman. He's a fantastic centerman. And you know what the Flames bottom six needs? A gosh darn center. That's what they need because last year it was a disaster trying to figure it all out with Joachim Nordstrom, uh, another former Bruin, and who is now playing in Sweden. And, you know, they had Derek Ryan, but he was injured for a good portion of the season. So it was hard to rely on him and build anything around him because, well, what can you do? So, I mean, I really don't expect much (laughs) uh, in terms of anything getting done before the expansion draft. So if, 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 the wonderful question, if uh, Brad Tree Living would like to make a phone call, I would say call Sean Corrali. I'm not saying Jake DeBrusque is a bottom six player by any mean, but that's kind of where he kind of found himself this year. If he's feeling nice and would like to maybe make a trade, I would not be opposed to that. I don't really know what you would have to give up in order to get Jake DeBrusque. But after two years of a declining uh, decline in production and things like that, maybe you don't have to give up much. But I don't think anybody is going to fleece Don Sweeney the way that Don Sweeney fleeces other teams. And with that, that wraps up our Q&A. So thank you everybody for submitting your questions. I love doing uh, Q&As. I really don't get a lot of questions, but for those who do, you know, show up and understand the assignment, thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Coming up next, we are going to be talking about the conference finals and how those things are going. But before we do that, I must tell you about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG is where you can go to bet on the conference finals. So, you know, maybe you listen to my recap and you head on over and place some bets for the Montreal and Vegas game that will be happening tomorrow and hopefully you win a little bit of money. I'm sure that people used their promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus before they made their bets for the Islanders and Tampa game tonight. So you can use that too. Head on over to Bet Online AG today, sign up for your free account, and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. So easy peasy, lemon squeezy, go make some bets, win some money, and report back to me. So, I got you. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto so we can keep this conversation going, and let's always 
Just be in touch. I love talking with y'all on Twitter. So tonight, the the Flames, no, the Tampa Bay Lightning played the, oh my goodness, the New York Islanders. I almost in Montreal Canadiens. I'm a mess, but it was um, a really boring game. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I thought that the Coliseum was dead. The ice was not good. And the Islanders were all over the place. And I think Tampa played a good game. They were the only like fun part of the game. Uh, Tampa won two to one and they take that series lead, two one series lead. And I have a very hard time seeing Tampa slowing down and letting the Islanders win another game. Uh, the Islanders were also down two to one in their two previous series, but the thing is, is that they weren't playing Tampa Bay there. So you have to really wonder what is going on and all things considered, you're going up against a really good team. Uh, oh, somebody was in the locker room, but they left. That's so sad. Uh, if you don't know, I'm recording a locker room right now because I wanted to give people behind the scenes. And so far, no one has joined except that one person, and then they left. So, like I was saying, it was just a boring game. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that it needs to be a physical game in order for it to be exciting because that's not true. But I'm hoping that game four has a little more pizzazz to it. You know, the Islanders just looked really slow and usually they look like, I hate that, they look like lightning, but they look really fast. They look great. They have some speed to them, which is obviously an advantage, but it wasn't there tonight. And then we need to talk about Jeff Petrie's eyes, okay? You know, I I know that this is old news at this point, but the memes that came out of his bloodshot eyes were so funny. But I also have to wonder how, if like, if that's painful. Apparently he got conjunctivitis. That was one rumor that I saw as to why both of his eyes were like beet red and um honestly I only got pink eye once and I was in high school I had it because I slept in my contact lenses yeah don't do that and my eyes didn't get that red thankfully but um you know he he was pretty scary looking and um, I guess that his wife had to warn their kids because of how bad it like an intense the injury initially was and how different he looked for more details on that though go listen to lockdown canadians because i know that scott and laura will have you covered game three is set for tomorrow night and you know i couldn't be more excited because it is an 8 p.m start time rather than 10 and um i know that the flames kind of spoiled me this year with all those 10 o'clock starts i think there was an 11 o'clock start one night or like 10 30 and that's just the joys of being on the east coast so thankfully they just you know love doing that but anyways back to the conference finals um i don't know i think it's i do think that tampa will advance obviously but i'm so confused about montreal because i think that they're obviously a good team. They're a good enough team to get to where they are. But are they good enough to get past Vegas? Will Vegas 
poop all over themselves and say, hey, guys, um, we're not going to do it this year. And then <laughs> I think regardless, it's going to be a mismatched, not mismatched, but it's just going to be a chaotic Stanley Cup final. And I'm like out of all the teams left, I am absolutely rooting for Montreal. I don't enjoy the three other teams. I think that Vegas has just had a cakewalk of uh, really an entire existence. I don't like Tampa Bay and I cannot stand the Islanders. And I really don't like the Habs either, but like they're the most likable out of those four teams. So that's really all I have to say on that. I don't even, I don't know where to go from here to be completely honest, but I think that it's going to be, I think that Montreal and Vegas will be a much more competitive series, especially with Tampa taking uh, game three tonight, or I guess technically last night when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Friday morning. Hello. Okay. So remember how I gave that little trigger warning at the beginning of an episode of the episode. Um, I'm going to do an ad read and then we are going to be talking about Chicago. So if this is where you drop off, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. Uh, Lots of love and support. I know it's the off season. Slow news days stink, Um, especially news days that are just filled with god awful stories like this next one that I have to talk about. Um, But I will have another episode out today as well uh, with our normal you know, winners and losers, kind of like a recap of the week and things like that. So hopefully I see you then. But if not, enjoy your weekend. Hope the weather's gorgeous. Let me talk to you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has an amazing selection of uh, car parts that you didn't know you needed. Rock Auto is fantastic because they have these this amazing system where you don't pay more because you're a do-it-yourselfer. You aren't going to be, you know, mansplained things because, you know, maybe you are new to cars. You don't know anything about cars. I know personally, I hate going into places when I have to deal with my car. I throw the keys to my boyfriend or his dad and I say, y'all can take care of this. Course I give them my card, but with rockauto.com, I don't have to worry about that. I can go right to their website, pick out exactly what I need, pop on what I need, get it fixed, and of course, I write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that Locked On podcasts sent them because um, they need to know that. And I would love for them to know that. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Flames wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Okay, so this is your final trigger warning before I go into the TSN story report that was released today, uh, written by Rick Westhead, who is a TSN senior correspondent. And this was so heartbreaking to read and to learn. My heart goes out to the victims. This is just such an awful situation, and it's not something you ever want to hear about or for anybody to experience and the way that this was handled was absolutely disgusting so during 
A May 2010 meeting with then Blackhawks President John McDonough, Vice Presidents, blah, 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 um, just all these names, shared what the players told him about being assaulted and asked the team executives to contact the sex crimes divisions of Chicago uh, police. The person said, adding, the request was denied, okay? So, I'm just, like, reading bits and pieces here. So... They were denied. They said, we're not going to the police about this. And this suit is against the former uh, video coach, Brad Aldrich. And TSN knows who the victim is. They uh, just have a policy where they don't report names of alleged uh, sexual abuse victims without their permission, which I think is commendable and the right thing to do. And... The claim that so the court documents allege that Aldrich um, sent the plaintiff inappropriate text messages and threatened him physically, financially, and emotionally if he did not engage with uh, him in sexual activity. And I just absolutely am disgusted. (laughs) Um, It is so disheartening that that happened to this player it is so upsetting and just disgusting that like the team sat on this for so long and did nothing and this is what people talk about when you know we get upset about abuse of power and why things need to be restructured and you know abolished and whatnot because there are so many situations where something similar like this has happened, whether it be in professional sports, in a school setting, in other work environments. Like, this player was just trying to go to work, and he's being absolutely, allegedly harmed. I have to use allegedly here because I don't want to go to jail or get sued. But his lawyer, conf- um, the victim's lawyer, confirmed that her client has told her that he and another teammate were abused at Aldrich's apartment in separate incidences during the 09 and 2010 season. The spokesperson for the team declined to discuss the allegations that the team's management refused a rec- uh, just refused to comment on the refusal of go- to go to the police. And he said because it's not a or because it's an active litigation matter, it's just not appropriate for us to comment. It's just absolutely disgusting because you know why it it somehow gets worse in a statement of the defense filed on june 14th blackhawks lawyer john still glitch wrote that the case should be dismissed because of the state's statute of limitation laws um so apparently in illinois you have less than or sorry less than a year so you have 300 days of, uh, within the incident to go to the police and I'm sorry but that statute of limitations and things like that just it I just this feels like such like an awful platform to talk about this on but like this is obviously so disgusting and so wrong everybody who told them that they weren't going to report this to the police deserves to be banned from the nhl from for life they should be 
I should have their name removed off of Stanley Cups, off of anything, because that is disgusting. You cannot tell me that any of those decisions are okay. I don't care if you are Jesus Christ himself. You don't get to be protected when you hurt people in that kind of way. And they sat on this for a decade, okay? So when I was 15, 15, this allegedly happened. When I was 15, I was severely obsessed with One Direction. One Direction, okay? And so much has changed in that decade. And if I sat on information, that kind of heavy information for that long, I would be sick eaten alive every single day with the guilt that I did not come forward and do the right thing. And now to have this defense lawyer say, oh, you know, um, it wasn't reported within the statute of limitations and things like that. Okay, that's great. It would have been had the team that you represent um, done the right thing. Okay, now forgive me. I'm not a lawyer. I have taken one law class, okay? But I I think that we can make a little wiggle room here because there was a third party involved that um, did not do the right thing and basically prevented this. They went through the channels and they said, no, we're not reporting this. It is disgusting. It is sickening. And I understand that they aren't going to comment on it because it is an open investigation and legal matter. But it is so, so disgusting. And I hope every day for the rest of their lives that the guilt eats them alive. They do not deserve to have any any positive things happen to them. I'm sorry. And my heart goes out to the victims that have come forward in this case and that will more than likely come forward in the future regarding other coaches and other situations because we would be absolutely foolish to believe that this is the only sort of nefarious situation where this has happened. My heart absolutely breaks for the victims and their families in all the cases. And I'm so tired of people in power just getting away with their this kind of behavior and putting up barricade after barricade so their friends in high places can continue to do these things. And it, I hate saying, oh, well, they're complicit. Because I know that that's overused a lot. But no. If you hear about this and you say, oh, I'm just going to sit on it like for a decade and not allow these people to go to the police, you are complicit. And, you know, I'm sure that there will be a civil suit. If these criminal charges aren't, you know, able to be brought forward completely, I would not doubt that this lawyer will go after um, the Blackhawks, um, like those board members like Stan Bowman and the, uh, the current operations at the time, things like that. It is so devastating. I hate it. And... I just, I hope that the victims get justice and I understand that nothing will ever, ever repair the damage and trauma done by that god-awful monster of a person, but I just hope that the victims in the case are able to 
you know, get the justice that they deserve. And everybody that helped cover up the situation can um, find a nice seat in hell someday. But anyways, that's all I have for your morning commute, if that's where you're listening to me. So um, have a fantastic day. Thank you again for tuning in. I will have another episode up with our normal Friday programming with our winners and losers of the week. So thank you so much, and I will catch you all later. Bye-bye.